And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. We have returned. Mm -hmm. I'm Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And today we're going to talk about a new film directed by Joe Wright, written by Christopher Hampton from a famous novel by Ian McEwan. It's called Atonement. What a novel. What a movie. It's quite a movie. It stars James McAvoy and Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley has done all those Pirates of the Caribbean movies, but she also did Pride and Prejudice, mm -hmm. directed by Joe Wright, mm -hmm. who directed this film. What a career. It is quite a career. This also stars Brenda Bethlin, who is one of my favorite, favorite character actresses. A British actor, and I love his name, we've seen him in <laughs> Amazing Grace, Benedict Cumberbatch. I know that's your favorite movie star name. Absolutely. And there are three different women who play the role of Brioni, who is the younger sister of Cecilia, played by Kira Knightley. At 13, she is played by Shisa Ronan, and she is superb, by the way, a wonderful actress. Mm -hmm. As an adult, by Ramola Garay, and as an older lady, by Vanessa Redgrave. Mm -hmm. You know, Les, to take a big, sprawling, meditative novel like Atonement and adapt it to the screen is risky business, but this is a fine, fine piece of movie making. I would assume that it will get an Oscar nod, if not the Oscar itself. Well, I think it's going to be up there. The story is an interesting one. Mm -hmm. Cecilia Tallis, played by Kira Knightley, and her younger sister, Briani, played by Shisa Ronan, both fall in love with the same young man who is the son of a servant, and he's off to school to become a doctor. When Briani realizes he is in love with the older sister... Well, sure. She's only 13. Of course. She tells a terrible terrible lie about him that gets him arrested, put into prison, and eventually released from prison only so he could go off mm -hmm. to World War II. Right. I think we should say, too, that we see certain scenes played two times. First, through the eyes of the young Briani at 13, who is an aspiring writer. Oh, so yes. So she has a very active imagination. And then we see the scene as it really happens so this movie has a lot to do with how that kind of a lie will affect the lives of not just her, not just Cecilia and Robbie, but the lives of all of the people involved in this picture. It is a very complicated, complex conceit, but I think that the writers did a perfectly wonderful job in telling the story. This is one of those movies, Anne. you got to pay attention. Well, we do know that the movie is told in several decades. The first decade, of course, is in pre-war England. This is a period where the guests always wear dinner jackets. The women wear fabulous 30s clothes. They have fabulous cocktail conversation. It's all very sophisticated. The first portion of this film, pre-war England, mm -hmm. reminded me very much of Remains of the Day. And it's a good comparison. Then, of course, the second part of the movie is really McAvoy's story because he is the one that's imprisoned and he is the one that goes to war. And then that part of the movie really takes place in Dunkirk and we see all of the horrors of what happens during World War II. There is a scene on the beach at Dunkirk. Mm -hmm. It's done in one take. It's a five-minute scene without any cuts. It took my breath completely away. The things you see in this film, some of which are horrible, some of which are funny, 
all is pathetic. This is war. These are guys who have been through war. They're going to go through some more war. They're getting drunk. They're throwing up. It's just a piece of work by Joe Wright Yes. that I really have to applaud because it really impressed me. I think the direction of this film is what's crucial to it because we know that the casting was great. Kara Knightley is silky. She's sophisticated. She's languid. And she's very much in love with this character, Robbie. And their love scenes are very hasty. They're very secretive. And, of course, they're spied on by young sister Briani, who misinterprets so many of the facts. And I've got to say that the intimate scene between her and James McAvoy in the library. While there is absolutely no nudity whatsoever in this movie, I defy you to find anything more erotic and more romantic in any movie anywhere than this scene in the library. But I don't want to give away too much, so I want to go back to the direction for a second and talk about Joe Wright. He's a wonderfully energetic, innovative director because he gets into the depth and passion of the characters, and at the same time, he presents this absolutely epic, gorgeous, grand, glorious landscape. There's something else about this movie. I don't want to talk too much about how it ends, but I think we have to mention Vanessa Redgrave as the character who really sums up the whole concept of what the word atonement means. I think you're absolutely right. She's only in the film for about five minutes at the end. She dominates the picture. And at the end of the movie, you do wonder about her sense of atonement. Really, the film is about her atonement. And I think that atonement really did a splendid job of presenting these complicated themes. I think so, too, and that is why I am giving it a green light. I am giving it a solid green light. It's just good. So, two green lights for atonement, directed by Joe Wright, written by Christopher Hampton from a classic novel by Ian McEwan. Starring James McAvoy, Kira Knightley, Shisha Ronan, Ramola Garay, Benedict Cumberbatch, and the elegant, exquisite Vanessa Redgrave. Atonement, directed by Joe Wright. Two green lights from Anne and myself. Until next time, I am Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies. Hi, I'm Christina Yerling Biro, host of the podcast Pop Culture Confidential. Join me as I go way behind the scenes with some of the most influential people in entertainment and media. Hear actors such as Succession's Brian Cox talk about his favorite characters to play. There always has to be a mystery. The audience have to be in a situation where they want to know what's going on. Meet studio execs like Pixar chief Pete Docter and learn his secret on how he makes us cry. Emotion is our first language. And so many others who are defining popular culture, from Obama speechwriter David Litt to Top Chef host Padma Lakshmi. We don't often think about food politically or we don't want to, but it really is. Join me. Search for Pop Culture Confidential wherever you get your podcasts.